With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Bright Side with Technicia. I'm so glad to have you on. This show interviews people who help advise others to a better and brighter way of life, all types of walk of life. You can tune in from your iPad, your iPhone, Android. You can even click on blogtalkradio.com forward slash Technicia Day, brightsidewithtk.com. There are various ways to listen in, and if you want to dial in, you could call in at 845-277-9285. But here with me today, I will be interviewing a guest. I'm not going to go into too many details, so I'll be able to get him on. But at the very moment, I'm going to let you listen to tunes while we orchestrate that and get him on the line. So you stay tuned. Don't go anywhere because you listen to the Bright Side with Technicia, baby. Ross is my name. Building 
everyone we're back on the line and i'm so happy to bring this guest to you um george Araman. and now george is not just calling from just anywhere we got george calling Aaron from labana if i hope i said that correctly for george and i never even been i can't even imagine you know just what it's like over there man i'm telling you traveling can be so much um fun but anyhow He's bringing to us this great book. And, of course, you've probably seen the title, The Great Dance of Love. It's a step-by-step guide to finding love that lasts. I know it's not Valentine, but you're always looking for love, and you're always looking for the right person to be with. But I want to just give you a little bit of details. By dancing between his heart and his mind, George Ehrman has created a 50-year vision of spreading some much-needed love around the world. So get ready for the relationship entrepreneur. George was blessed to have their friend zoned by his ex-best friend, as this allowed him to discover his life's purpose. Since then, he has dedicated himself to researching, experimenting, and writing. He wrote The Great Dance of Love to show singles, friend-zoned individuals, and couples how to create sparks and how to be and grow in a magical relationship. George believes that all the world's problems can be solved if we never give up. His message to you. Your greatest treasure lies in your greatest struggle. If you never give up, even life itself will want to help you and make everything possible for you. He plans on traveling around the world with his life partner. He has already seen more than 30 cities in Europe, Asia, and the Middle East, and he has been exposed to 26 different nationalities. George is a proud member of Loudspeakers Toastmasters Club. He is also an avid reader of personal development books. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome George and where you can be able to discover your relationship character here right now. And we'll give you more details about where you go to the website and also to purchase the book. So, George, first and foremost, thank you so much for being here, calling, I mean, all the way from a whole nother country, and we have you here. Technology can be so powerful. I love it. Thank you so much for this wonderful introduction, Texina. I'm really glad to be talking to you today. Me too. I'm glad to have you on. A lot of people um, have lost hope. And, you know, it's not Valentine, but it's always still a chance where you can find that loved one. And George is going to be here teaching us this. But first and foremost, George, why did you write this book, The Great Dance of Love? Actually, it was about three years ago where I was actually friends on by my ex-best friend. And I really wanted to find a solution. So while at first, for the first two or three weeks, I was actually mourning and like playing the victim and like, why does it always happen to me? 
and all those all those uh, feelings and, and and thoughts that used to come to my mind. But then I thought, you know what, George, you've been into the personal development world for quite some time, and Bob Proctor actually taught you a lot about that. So why not take what you know and actually try to find a solution for yourself? So I actually read more than 200 books, more than 1,200 plus articles, and I did an in-depth experiment to prove that all my theories were right, and I put them all inside the book, and here we are today. Yes, here we are today, and you said the main key word, personal development. I need to get back to that, too. It gives you a sense of um, a sense of clarity when you do personal development, and I mean, we you can be spiritual, religion, whatever your purpose is in life to practice, but also you need the personal development. We can't run away from that. Even if y'all do five, ten, thirty minutes, you know, you can go on YouTube and plug in personal development. There are some deep videos out there that will actually make you think in regards to business, to your life, and so forth. So I'm glad. And I'm also grateful that you are a part of Toastmasters. I was once part of Toastmasters, but I went away because I found other things to get into, so I haven't um, got myself back to it, but I love Toastmasters, great for public speaking, and not just for that, leadership skills as well, and if you're looking to be a full-time speaker, it's also great to teach you on those as, um, as well. So in particular, George, who was this book written for? So actually, when, it first, when I first started to write it, I, it, it was actually just a solution for myself to actually get back with my ex-best friend. But along the way, as I was discovering more, more, more answers and more solutions and doing more research and coming, coming up with more hypotheses and theories, I actually expanded the, the whole solution to another three different types of, um, of solutions. So uh, the, the three uh, people that would gain the most in, in general are, for example, people that are single and that want to be in a relationship, in a passionate relationship, whether they want to find the one, which is the most probable. Um, another, another person that, or someone that might, want, might be interested in, in this book is someone that has been friend-zoned and uh, wants to go out with their friends and um, they want to, uh, to find with their, with their friends. And uh, so... Uh, from that, they could go into a deep, passionate relationship with their friends. And another type of person is actually uh, some, a couple or someone, one of the partners who have been in a relationship for quite some time and actually lost the sparks and want to rekindle their relationship. So also, th- there's a step-by-step guide to take them from where they are to where they want to be. So I would say those are the three main, main people that would really benefit from the book. And friend zoned. Have heard that before where you think that you're about to get in there and then they put you right in that box. Oh, let's just remain friends. But you're such a good friend and you want to move a little bit closer, but they instead of putting you into that friend zone. So, guys, so sorry. If you've been putting that friend zone, you already know where George is coming from. So, in, in particular, this is, a, this is an interesting um, title. Where, where does it come from, and what is exactly the great dance of love? Okay, so actually the title of the great dance of love came from a discussion that I had with my ex-best friend a while back. So 
when we were discussing one back, we were always having this this discussion that actually uh, like men are black, women are white, or that uh, men think for the long term, women think for the short term, or vice versa. And we always had this this dilemma between us. And so while I was, was doing my research and all, I realized that actually both men and, and women are both black and white. We are both that um, like we, we see things from a black and white perspective, not just one extreme or the other extreme. And uh, we are we are both masculine and feminine. We are not just one or the other. So I started thinking, and um, if we if we actually add black and white together, the colors black and white, they actually give us gray. And this is actually how the book, the title of the book, came out because it's all about the gray dance. It's all about dancing between passion and friendship, between masculine and feminine between black and white. Okay. Okay. I got you. Well, that's an interesting. It is. It's a very interesting topic. Even though I love the cover of the book. Um, that It's very beautiful. You guys have to really check this out. Now, in the book, you have eight characters, like Mr. and Mrs. Miss Nice. Who are these characters, and what part do these characters play in the book? Okay, so while I was doing my, my research and reading all those books, I couldn't find anywhere any um, any real, um, what do you say, any real categories or, or a way of, 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 seeing, of seeing things. And so I started doing a lot of research and doing a lot of experiments. And I, as I was doing that, I discovered that there are actually eight relationship characters or eight relationship archetypes when it comes to dating and relationships. And so I'm, I'm going to tell you their names and give you a short description of each one of them. You have Mr. and Mrs. Bad Sparks, who are actually the representation of the bad boy and the bad girl. And to give you an, an example of that, for example, uh, it's like, it's an extreme example, but it's like the cheerleader and the captain of the rugby team. And um, this couple or those two personas are all about the sparks, the intense sparks, the intense passion, intense passion. And they're really good at short-term relationships. But when it comes to long-term relationships, they're really not that good. Another category of of, uh, archetypes of person are Mr. and Mrs. uh, Nice Mirror, who were actually before Mr. and Mrs. Bass Parks. But as, the, as I grew up and as uh, things started to change and women started to go to work and there has been a shift in polarities because women has, been, has, has had to become more masculine at work. And while at the same time, when they were coming home, they wanted to be, feel more feminine, but they kept the, the masculine mask on because mainly either the man wasn't able to make them feel feminine or because of all the day's work. And so... Uh, this has led to actually Mrs. Nice Mirror becoming, uh, from Mrs. Bad Sparks to become a masculine woman, and Mrs. Mr. Nice Mirror, who actually is a feminine man. And so those two people brought kids. And as, as they brought kids, the kids uh, grew up with a feminine father and a masculine mother. And so they didn't know anything about their core energies because they actually modeled their parents. And so you have Mr. and Mrs. Friend Amore, who are actually the tomboy 
when it comes to the to the lady. So the lady in this case is, for example, uh, the type of lady who actually loves to play basketball with the guy. And uh-huh. Mr. Friend Amori, the guy, the guy, Mr. Friend Amori, the guy is actually the feminine man or the doormat, and he actually wants to do everything. He's the one who actually is friends on most of the time. So he's the people pleaser. He wants to really uh, do everything that the woman asks him to, without really uh, being there. So, and then you have the the ideal relationship partners. The one, the couple we, or partners we all want to be and want to be with, Mr. and Mrs. Grey Dance. So Mr. and Mrs. Grey Dance are actually the balanced couple. They're really good in, when, when it comes to creating sparks. They're really good when it comes to long-term relationships. They're the real deal. They're the real package, and they have everything in it. Okay. And you can, um, guys, when you get the book, you can actually see it and. He has it so detailed. It's not even confusing either. Um, it's just so much information in here. It's, it's amazing. I'm telling you. Wow. Um, even give you tips on how to create sexual attraction. Wow. That That is amazing. I mean, because you, you would never think Thank about you. that part. Probably. <laughs> sexual attraction. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll take that back. Sexual attraction. I mean, some... Some type of spark got to include some sexual attraction. You know, some people say, you know, it was what was in their heart. But at the same time, when that person attracted you, it had to be something sexually that kind of had that light bulb click. Oh, okay. You really sexy. You're fine. You got a nice smile. Something of that sort. Um, So with all this going on, okay, we got your book here. So I'm trying to figure out why do you think why you think the divorce rate is still so high? Okay, so th- there's there are two things I'm going to be mentioning. The first is that um, it's already been talked about. Um, uh-huh. It's mainly because as re- the relationship stages progress, uh, we we kind of got stuck into one of the stages. So if we refer to Maslow's okay. hierarchy of needs. We have three or four, three or four stages, and if we go back to prehistorical times, when when it all started, let's say, we had the man who was more masculine and the one the woman who was more feminine, and it was mainly in general the the man who was actually providing for the woman on a physical chemistry or on a physical basis, and so as things progressed and women started to go to work, uh, women started to become more independent. They didn't really need the man for financial survival or for uh, other physical primal needs. And so this actually created a dilemma because both men and women didn't know how to adapt to this new current situation. And so while while men are still puzzled and some of the women are, what happened is that today, women being satisfied with their uh, physical needs or their, their, their financial needs, what they're looking for in a man nowadays is more to be taken care of um, my apologies. What they are actually looking for is actually their their emotional needs to be taken care of. Now, some some women mm-hmm. are not aware of that, so they say, "No, we don't need men anymore." But they still do, but in a different way. What they do need from the man is actually emotional needs, and men are not aware of that. So men still think, "Oh, but I can provide for her. Why isn't she there for me?" So there's this whole dilemma. So this is one of the biggest reasons. 
for, for divorce. And another big point is the entitlement mentality. So the entitlement, we tend to have an entitlement mentality, and it's really very wrong. We can't expect of our partner to have, whether it's feelings for us, to, have, to do something for us. It's, this is just, we don't control our partner. We don't, it, this, if by controlling our partner, by having an entitlement mentality, we actually have a fixed mindset. And this actually uh, leads to divorce, whether we like it or not, because we can, be, we can accept things once, twice, 100 times, 1,000 times, however the number is, or how, how, how long the process is, but there will be come, come a point where things will not work out anymore. Because by doing that, we are coming from a place of conditional love. We are not loving our partner unconditionally, and this is what leads to divorces. Ryan, that's what you talk about in your book, How to Rekindle the Sparks of, How to Rekindle the Sparks in a Loveless Marriage. And we forget that when we first met that person, what attracted you to them? That's what you keep it going. You know, once in a while, you know, do something that's entertaining for both of you to do. You know what to do, ladies. Guys, you know what to do. Uh, go out. Make a date night. You know, these are things that we end up forgetting. And, as, and the farther you get into the relationship, you forget those things. Okay, well, I've been married for 20-plus years. I don't even have to worry about it now. I can do what I want. I'm not putting on that sex. I don't want to put on no cologne, no perfume. I don't want to have my hair done. Let them see me in roses. But, no, I'm not saying you have to be a beauty model or or look all handsome every single day. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm basically saying is that whatever sparked that relationship when you first saw each other, do that every once in a while. Do that every once in a while. You have to. You've got to keep the relationship going. You have to keep it enticing, interesting. That's what makes that what makes somebody want to stay around with you. But um, but he made some good points. You know, give you the uh, reasons why people fall out of love, and that's number that is number one, George. I agree with that one. The lack of communication. We don't communicate enough. You know, sometimes you be thinking that the person you you expect them to tell you something because they're your spouse or they're your friend or boyfriend, whatever you want to call them. But at times, no, sometimes a person wants you to really ask them, hey, how was your day? Did you work hard? Have you eaten? You know, we got to get back into those things, and we we forget those. We do. What I do like is that you break relationships into three stages or types. Uh, What are those, George? Yeah, what you're saying is very true because we really tend to forget and a lot of people tend to um, to say, but oh, but now we have kids, we have a lot of work, we don't have time anymore. It doesn't t- need to take much time. But it's just like right. rituals are very important. And it's just like, for example, it, we, we do brush our teeth every day. We do uh, take care of our personal hygiene every day. We do go to work every day. It's the same with relationships. We shouldn't take relationships for granted. It's about all about working on relationships as well. And so to answer your questions, when it comes to the three relationship stages, uh, there are three relationship stages that, that I found. So we have the first, and we always dance between the, those three. The first stage is actually the passion stage. This is where actually the first two stages are actually all about conditional love. They're all about ego love. And... Um, 
The, the first is about the passion. It's the intense passion, the intense sparks, and nothing else. The second stage is more about the reverse of power. So this is where the woman is more masculine and the man is actually more feminine. And so uh, this leads to another set of problems as well. This is where entitlement happens. This is where um, we don't have our needs met anymore. This is where the loss of, of sparks happen. This is when we take our partner for granted and all those kind of stuff. And then you have the third stage, which is the balance stage. This is where actually it's the stage of unconditional love. This is where we are actually balanced between our feminine and masculine energies. From the inside, we come from a place of really giving to our partner. We don't need our partner. We actually love our partner unconditionally. We, we are there for our partner, and we want to do everything so that our partner feel, feels good. We want to play with our partner. We don't actually need and expect something from our partner. Mm. I like that. Um. Um, those stages, yes. But what exactly do you think are some of the most common mistakes people make when they're starting a relationship? Okay, so the first mistake that, that is very important is that we tend to have a fixed mindset. So there are two types okay. of mindsets. We have fixed mindset and growth mindset. And mm-hmm. if we come from a place of fixed mindset, from a place of conditional love, from a place of, uh, for example, uh, as a man in general, they tend to see uh, marriage as okay. Then now, this is the end of me. So now I'm going to go in jail as a figure of speech, and I'm going to be like trapped, and it's the end of my single singlehood. Let me go and do a bachelor party and have fun as much as I can, because once I'm married, that's it. So this, for example, is a, is a type of fixed mindset mentality. If someone comes from growth mindset mentality, and continuing with this example, if the same man has actually a growth mindset, they would see actually a marriage as the beginning of something, not the end of something. They would see actually marriage as, okay, so I was alone, but now I can have an even better life. So for example, to give you another example, uh, someone with a fixed mindset tends to think, for example, as a man, oh, uh, let me have sex with multiple partners. When I, once I'm going to get married, that's it. I'm going to have a problem. It's not going to be good, etc., etc. So they, they prefer to go in, in wide. Whereas someone who has a growth mindset and they see their partner as really someone they really love, someone they really want to build a future with, someone they want to go forward with, they see things as differently because they say, okay, now I'm with one partner and I don't need anyone else because I can go deep with her. So I, so I can go really deep and go, and actually uh, uh, research shows that by going with one partner and going very deep, we can actually have much more orgasms than by actually going with multiple partners. This is, by the way, another hint. It's very, very important, and a lot of people don't know about it. Wow. And that's why relationships don't work out, because either you both going to be the fixed mindset or the growth mindset, but... You can't be one the other. You can't one can't be fixed, and the other one is on the growth process, which is which makes sense. It's not gonna work out. You over here, you trying to prove. Uh, what 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 did my uh, my mentor said today on on our affirmation call? You trying to please everybody, 
And that's what mentally strong people, when I hear of the growth mindset, I think of mentally strong people. Mentally strong people don't try to please everyone. They're not going to do that. I'm not going to try to please everybody. Bump that. I got to please. I got to look out for myself. So that's why I think about um, the growth mindset, the fixed mindset, want to be the one. I got to please everybody. My values, it, uh, everybody got to like me. Because if they don't like me, then I'm going to be depressed. That's what I take for the fixed mindset. And it'd be the same thing when you bring it into a relationship. Okay, if I don't do this way, I got to be that way for that person to like me. And you know what? I think that's why a lot of times, um, and it's probably not true for everyone, but sometimes we, uh, most people end up in domestic violence relationships because of the fact that they're in that fixed mindset. I have to please that person. I have to be who they say I have to be. But by the end of the day, you have to stand out and know um, what works best for you. Um, but this is this is dead on. I love on. those examples. They play, yes, they play the victim. So help me, we talked about all this on the call. This, um, see, yes, all this was done on our call today. You know, um, and this, and and it goes back. We talked about these things. We talked about what the mentally strong people never do. They don't fear taking risks, and that's what the fixed mindset person is. They don't want to take risks. They're um, they they um they give away their own power, you know. Um, they waste time feeling sorry for themselves, but the mentally strong people are the opposite. Yes, so this was dead. This was dead on. I mean, you guys got to really get this book. Like I said, it is it is actually dead on. It's no complicated words. It's fixed just where you could be able to understand it so much. But um, George. What kind of skills do you think everyone needs to have to have a successful love relationship? So there are two types of skills, actually. We have we always we all have dating skills and relationship skills. Now the okay. bad boys and bad girls they they're really good at dating skills. They really have great dating skills. Whereas Mr. and Mrs. like the the nice guys and the nice girls and the masculine woman and the feminine man, they actually don't really know. They're not really good at dating skills. They're a bit better when it comes to relationship skills. So ideally, what we want to be and what we want to have is actually be like Mr. and Mrs. Grey Dance or the ultimate relationship couple or partners who are actually balanced and who have those two types of skills. It's important in a relationship to have the dating skills. It's important to know how to create sparks. It's important to date our partner consistently, as you were mentioning before. Even if we have kids, even if we have a lot of work, it's important to prioritize our relationships. And uh, it's also important to have relationship skills. And both can be developed. So, And they're, very, they're actually different in the sense that, for example, in relationship skills, to give you an example, is being more vulnerable in a relationship? Is it all about the friendship? Is it all about compassion and caring? Which is not really what the, the, the dating skills, which is more about the passion, which is more about, all, all about the intensity. And so by uniting those two types of skills, this is actually when we can strive in a relationship. Thrive, sorry. And this is actually when things really go great to get together. Mm-hmm. Right, and of course, you have um, some keys in here for just for couples. 
to just remain passionately, you know, in the long run. And, of course, George and I spoke on that, you know, just going on date night, finding that love interest. But you don't have to core. It's not a, it's not a competition in one another, but um, it's a process. It's a stage that we all go through. You continue to learn about one another. Become each other. Basically, when you're in a relationship, regardless if it's marriage, like I said, boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever you choose it to be, it is a growing process. And you're learning continuously, but you do it in a positively way. And George points all that out in his book. Everything that we're discussing is in this book, um, The Keys to a Successful Relationship, that you'll actually find um, ways to rekindle a tired <laughs> Ways to rekindle a tired relationship. <laughs> and, and and it does get tired <laughs> trust me. People who've been married so long, it's not it's not easy. It's not easy because if it was everyone would be doing it, everyone would be married. It is up and down and I tell people that, Oh, is it a happy marriage child? You argue. You're gonna have your arguments, you're gonna have your disagreements. That's that's what it's all about. But by the end of the day, you know how to handle it like two grown people are supposed to. And my advice to anyone, if you're having complications, keep keep people out your business and stay off social media about your business. That's um, I think is a grand mistake that we make. We have to tell everybody in social media, and then when they're in your business, then you catch a hissy fit and wonder why they're talking about me. But that's what you chose to do. You want to bring everybody in. So, in your opinion, George, what do you think women need to know about men and vice versa? Because I think that's been a discovering uh, question that we've been trying to know for the longest, trying to discover what's inside a man's head and man trying to discover what's in our head. So, there are a lot of things that, that are interesting. Um, the, what, I, what I would say is that what it's important for women to to know, and this I haven't found it anywhere, so I, I actually did research for that and put it in my inside my book, is that man actually just like women need foreplay for sex, men actually need foreplay for communication. This is really okay. crucial and really misunderstood. So it's important after a day's work or whenever a woman wants to talk, if if she wants to share a problem she has or she just wants to talk or, or any or vent or anything she wants to do. It's very important to actually foreplay with the man before actually coming and talking to him. Once she does that, just like she wants, she expects, or she wants the man to actually foreplay before sex, it's the same with, with man. And they would feel much more open, much more vulnerable, much more appreciative, much more open to actually listen and really listen and feel like, okay, since since you you've been great with me and and you've respected my my um, my desire or need of of uh, because okay there's something that's important so in general someone who's actually masculine likes to disconnect and someone who's more feminine likes to actually connect and so connecting and disconnecting are very different forms and so when I was talking about man likes foreplay uh, for communication it's because they first yes George okay George 
Okay. Somehow we lost George, but we are going to get George back on this line. So, everyone, just keep your fingers crossed. We're going to get him back on. <laughs> All right, everyone. We just had a little technical difficulties, but that's part of life. That's technology. So George and I were just in the middle of talking about what women need to know about men and vice versa. Yeah, so as I, as I was mentioning, it's very important to actually for, for women to know that just like a woman like that um, likes to be four-plate, uh, before sex, men actually like to be foreplayed before communication. And this is a very inc- important part that is actually not talked about, and I haven't seen it anywhere, uh, because and this comes from the following. When someone is actually more masculine, they actually tend to disconnect. And when someone is more feminine, they tend to actually connect. Because this is, by connecting, feminine energy feels more love. And by disconnecting, this is how actually masculine energy recharges the, the, the testosterone. This is how they recharge their, their energy. And so this is why it's important to actually uh, foreplay before communication. This would really help a lot. And uh, this would prepare the, 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 the place or this would prepare actually the, the partner to actually feel more vulnerable, be more in a state of openness, and be able to actually uh, give back to the partner. Okay. I hope everybody was taking notes on that one because sometimes it's so it is so difficult to understand what be going on in the guy's head. You like, I wonder what they thinking, and, <laughs> and you be curious. And I know, guys, you probably be thinking the same thing. Like, as soon as she get mad with you, like, dang, what's wrong with her now? What I need to do? <laughs> and so, <laughs> George, trying to give you a little bit. To the scenario on what what we think we need to know about men and women. So good tip there. Does your work only apply to straight relationships? For the moment, yes. So uh, I didn't uh, I didn't actually go deep into um, into into the subject, and uh, so I rather I just stayed with straight couples for now. But I do have any plans to actually write other types of books. Okay, okay, great. Now, do you think you can make anyone fall in love, even if they have fallen out? Yes. So actually, uh, falling in love is the easy part. So in in my book, I actually uh, mention it differently. I don't really believe that we can actually fall in love. We can only grow in love. But what we fall into is fall into sparks or fall into attraction. And this we can really create it with anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. It's a very easy, it's a very easy uh, uh, process that we can do. And once we do, it really works very well. Okay. But don't they have to 
does a person have to be willing to want to fall in love? I'm sorry, I didn't get you. Um, I was wondering, do the person have to want to fall in love? Don't they have to be willing to want to do it too? Not necessarily. Not necessarily. So uh, there are ways. Yeah, so not necessarily. Again, we're talking about attraction, not love. So attraction, we can create attraction with anyone, anywhere, anytime, any place. To make anyone fall in love with you, this doesn't work. We can actually only make certain types of people fall in love. And that depends on lots of other factors. But to to make anyone uh, uh, be attracted to us, this is very easy. Okay. Okay. I hear you. Okay. Now, is it possible, can you be in love with more than one person? It's actually exactly what I was mentioning right now. So um, we, we can actually, oh, we can actually only be in love with one person. So we can love many, many people. We can love our sisters, our brothers, our parents, our friends, our neighbors. We can love everyone. We can literally love any, everyone. But at the same time, we can only be in love with one person. Because to be in love with one person, I'm, I'm focusing on the in, because there's a difference, a difference between being, being in love, be, uh, loving everyone, and being in love. Being in love, we actually require three types of chemistries to be, uh, to be actually in sync. So we need our physical chemistry, our emotional chemistry, and our intellectual chemistry to be, um, to be co- uh, compatible. And this is actually how we can actually be in love with someone else. Okay. Now, I hope everybody was hearing that. So don't go back and thank George. He said it's okay. You can love. Because that's, that's a little differently than being in love. In love, to me, takes a whole lot of emotion. It takes really deep understanding for that person at hand. So, I mean, I can love you. I can love you unconditionally. A little differently from maybe I love my child unconditionally because that's my child then. I love an adult, so I, I can do that. But when I say I'm in love, that's totally different. And, you know, people usually ask that question, are you in love with them? And you'd be like, yeah, I, I'm in love. There's a big difference. No one can come in between that when you're in love with someone. So, I, you know, you got to know the difference by the end of the day. Now, we know this is a relationship book, of course, so how so is it different from other relationship books that we can actually go get? Okay, so uh, the, 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 there's a difference. Between, for example, it's the only book where you can find eight relationship characters. So I, I created them myself by doing lots of research, theories, and hypotheses, and I did experiments on them. Uh, so it's the only book where you actually find eight relationship characters. And very soon, actually, I'm, there's going to be on the website a personality test where you can go and take the test in order to discover which of the eight relationship characters you are. Another uh, another good point that actually differentiates my book from the rest is actually that it's the only step-by-step guide while I was writing it. So I'm not sure right now if there's a new book on, uh, around that, but, uh, but it's the only book uh, that has a step-by-step guide that takes you from where you are to where you want to be. Whether you are single and you want to be in a relationship, in a passionate relationship, whether you have been friend zone and want to be in a passionate relationship with your friend, 
or whether you have been in a relationship for years and you've lost the sparks and you want to rekindle the sparks to be, re-become in a really passionate relationship once again. So I do take you from where you are to where you want to be. The step-by-step guide does exist into other uh, personal development books, but not into relationship books. At least I haven't found any. And um, a third point that I, re- I believe is really important is that in this book, uh, you actually find uh, you ac- this book is actually a place where, where we talk about couples as being in, a rela- like being in a relationship between two couples, two people in a relationship, not two single people being in a relationship. Okay, that's it. So I was trying to formulate the word. So in this book, you won't find two single people trying to be in a relationship. We come from a place of two people having growth mindset or wanting to have a growth mindset and seeing a relationship from a, how can we help each other? That's how can we get from the other? So it's really different in the sense that um, it comes from a place of, okay, we are together. I love you. You love me. How can we help each other grow? Not, okay, I want you, this from you. Or I want that from you. Or how can we do this? So to give you a concrete example, let's say we're in a relationship and we've lost the sparks and we want to rekindle the sparks. In this book, you would find it how we can help each other, not go with third parties or go and try to separate or have a time, a time out and, and see how we can deal with it and recreate it ourselves and all those. It's more about how can we help each other from a place of we are already a union, we are already a couple. So those are the three main points I would say. Okay. Now... Now, we already said that you can make somebody fall in love, but what about, will it be the same if you play with different hormones? I love this question. Thank you for asking it. Well, actually, that's the beauty. You're welcome. So, by playing with, <laughs> by actually playing with our hormones, we can literally do anything. And in my book, you can actually find a formula where if you apply it, you can actually make someone fall in like create attraction with anyone because it's all about shifting the shifting the way our hormones are and doing activities that actually trigger different hormones that actually create sparks or that actually uh, helps build more intimacy so it's all about the hormones and it's really a very powerful thing okay wow so just playing with the hormones, you can make somebody extra fun. Wow. It sounds like some sci-fi type stuff, but yes. interesting. Now, what is your take on that? Why are women always attracted to bad boys? What is it about that? You know, so a guy maybe getting out of jail, somebody who stole something. What is so attractive about them? So in general, what what tends to happen is that when we grow up or when we are born, we tend to see our our parents' relationship. And there are two things that happen. Either we model how our our, our parents' relationships were into our current relationship, or we Mm -hmm. tend to model uh, our relationship with one of our parents. And so this goes on for years with us. We tend to create a certain pattern. So we tend to attract a certain type of 
person or a certain type of partner up until they actually really wake up and actually really see, see things from a different perspective. So in general, what we tend to attract, for example, the bad boy because either um, one of our parents was a bad boy or a bad girl or this is how we grew up with. Sometimes it's not just about our parents. Sometimes it can be uh, one grew up at school or during our environment or our culture or school or environment. Something happened. Or it can be a past experience, maybe our first boyfriend or our first girlfriend. And um, this has actually led us to actually create a certain type of pattern because relationships in general are mirrors. Relationships are mirrors of ourselves. So we attract people right. in order to heal ourselves. So, okay. so this is why like, uh, we, we tend to attract a bad boy or a bad girl. And until, in, and until we actually really become aware of that and until we really actually shift our perspective and, and um, work on ourselves, we will always keep on attracting the bad boy or the bad girl. But once we do change from within, not from without, from within, this is how actually we can attract a different type of partner. Right. Um, with your expertise, do you think hormones actually make these women also choose these bad boys? I didn't get your question. Could you please repeat? Um, do you think that hormones also have something to do with women choosing bad boys? Of course, of course. Um, when it comes to creating attraction and when it comes to actually feeling them, themselves, it's all about the hormones. It, okay. As cold as it is and as, as scientific as it is, it's really, it's really true. So feelings, they, they come from hormones. By shifting our hormones, we can shift our feelings. And by shifting our feelings, we can shift our hormones as well. So it goes both, they both, both, both they go hand in hand, actually. Okay. Now, is love more emotional or rational, or is it a little bit of both? I love this question. It's actually the whole concept of my book. It's all about the great dance. It's all about the great dance of love, and it's all about dancing between emotions and rationality. So it's important to have the big, the big moments and the small moments. It's important to have the small rituals. It's important to have the big events. It's really important to actually embrace our emotions, but at the same time, it's also important to actually plan ahead. We cannot just go, okay, oh, I'm madly in love with this person and I'm attracted to them and that's it. If we do that, hence going out with the bad boy or the bad girl, then at a certain point, we're going to go and face a wall. And if we're, if we're just being very rational and like, okay, I have this list. I want my partner to be this, 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 and that. Then it's going to be the same thing. Because um, we're going to have very high expectations and we're not going to be able to attract the right partner unless we actually merge the two. It's actually very important to have both rational and emotional sides. Okay. Now, let me see. I think we might have a caller. Hello? Hello? Caller, you're on the air. Just listening, just listening right now. Okay. All right. Thank you, darling. Okay. So, um, George, 
is it from a business perspective, I guess I want to say, is it a good idea to approach a relationship? It is, it is, but it's not sufficient and it's not enough. So just like we were mentioning to the prior question that you asked, um, I really believe that having a, a business perspective from a relationship is very important. And by business, I mean the following. For example, it's important to have a common life purpose, not a common life purpose, a life purpose for our relationship. It's important to have a mission for our relationship. It's important to have objectives for our relationship, goals, and work to, on them and towards them in order to actually really enhance. So it's, this is why it's important to have the emotions at the same time to actually see where we're going and have more of a practical mindset as well. So it's about both sides. And this is why it's important to have a business mindset as well when it comes to relationships. Hmm. I, I guess in a way I, I can agree with that, thinking of a relationship as, as business-wise. You have to go in, you have to make sure you plan and make sure everything is just right. Um, it's, it's basically like an interview. A relationship is, is just like you do a job interview. You, you find out about the person, you send a dislike, you call it. You're actually disqualifying the person. So um, can anyone learn how to become Mr. and Miss Gray? Uh-oh. We're going to drop George again. I don't know why. It want to keep dropping George, but we're going to get him back on. Yes, we are. Well, unfortunately, it looks like it does not want to get George back on, and this was such a good topic. You know, I know sometimes we we want more out of life, but sometimes we have to know where to actually start from, and I really was enjoying this, you know. Um, but, of course, if you want to get George's book, The Great Dance of Love, you can purchase it on uh, com, where you'll be able to find it. Um, it's also available as an ebook and audio book, too. And I'm sure that you could probably get it on Amazon and maybe Barnes & Noble as well. Um, so definitely, if you want to meet and discover your relationship character type, you can, like I said, greatdanceoflove.com. I just wish we could have had George back on, but I'm going to try to see if we can. Okay. It doesn't look like we'll be able to get George back on, but I'm hoping that we can have another good segment of this show again with him, maybe even do a recap of this because it was a pleasant conversation, technology. 
I tell you, it's, it's wonderful in a way, and then it's wonderful in not so many ways. It sucks, basically. Let's just be honest. It sucks. But without any further ado, I appreciate all my guests who have actually called in. Thank you so much. I have so many guests who called in. I really appreciate your love. Yes. If I can give you a real big hug, I would, man. I seriously would because there are no funds coming for this. I took this passion upon myself to do after I graduated from Clayton State University, majoring in communication and media studies. And, no, I did not pursue to go on to be a news reporter. It's so depressing, right, because all you hear about is murder. So I want to do something that, you know, that focused on getting away from negativity. I saw this with one of my mentors, the Bright Side, which was Technisha and create this show, and I just wanted to not stick to one topic. I wanted to be broad. I wanted to enhance it, talk about everything. Um, you can find most of my shows on iTunes, which I am still working on to make sure all shows are on iTunes, but other than that, you can always listen here at BrightStyleWithTK.com. Go to replays. Nothing has been scripted. Everything is weird. You might hear me hiccup. You might hear me mess up on a word. It's all real. Nothing safe whatsoever. This is done from the likes of my home, and I'm very happy to do it, happy to bring you any type of information. Of course, if you ever have any suggestions on you want me to interview anybody, you can always reach me at technishaday at gmail.com. That's T-E-K-N-E-S-H-I-A-D-A-Y at gmail.com, and I'll be glad to take that um, input from you guys. But since I couldn't get George back online, I will be ending the show right here with you guys. But before I do, I just wanted to leave you, I definitely wanted to leave you with a little message because um, we need this. And I want to give you the truth of the day. It's actually from my friend and who was a guest on my show too, Mary Ellen Signovich. Be open to new opportunities. Choose to remain open to all of the learning opportunities life puts in your path. Become willing to grow and stretch your limits. Live your life making an effort to keep it lively and fresh because with every, with each new experience, you will learn a new nugget of wisdom. Your life will now take on new meaning as you feel inspired to keep growing, moving, and learning. Today, be flexible. Stretch yourself beyond what you believe possible. Enjoy the day, everyone. I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technisha. God bless. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technisha. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. Ryan here and I have a question for you what do you do when you win like are you a fist pumper a woohooer a hand clapper a high fiver I kind of like the high five but if you want to hone in on those winning moves check out Chumba Casino at ChumbaCasino.com choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes there are new game releases weekly plus free daily bonuses so don't wait start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com no purchase necessary VTW void prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus